episode 868. As the Packers get ready to take on the Lions, we talk to someone with experience covering the sports scene in both Wisconsin and Michigan. That someone is Mark McMullen of the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about the upcoming game against the Detroit Lions. To do that, we have a guest joining us on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're talking to Mark McMullen of the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen. Mark, how you doing this morning? Good, how are you? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show. And Mark, can you start off by telling us your background? Because I thought you'd be an appropriate person to reach out to, having covered sports in both Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, um, I, well, um, I've been covering uh, sports here in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, for the last Four years. Um, you know, before that, I was a uh, a freelance sports reporter in Michigan, uh, covering high school sports. Um, in fact, the last five years, I've covered high school sports in both Michigan and Beaver Dam. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I thought you'd be an appropriate person to to reach out to with a foot in both states, and uh, you're doing a good job there at the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen. Uh, we got a lot to talk to preview, previewing uh, this upcoming Packers-Lions game. And Mark, I, I guess to, to talk about the game here, let's start off by, would you classify this game as a must-win for either team given that this is a Lions team that's lost three straight and a Packers team that's lost two in a row after the loss of Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know, in the NFL, uh, I think, I believe every game is a must win simply because there's only, what, 16 games that every team has to play. So, I mean, you lose a certain amount, more than likely you're not making the playoffs if you're either a 500 or a better better record. So, I, I mean, once you get into this, point of the season i believe every game is a must win because every game is so is so important for a for a team uh, yeah. so yes i would ca- ca- characterize this <laughs> as a uh, must win absolutely um uh speaking of aaron Rodgers, uh mark this this will be the first game he's on the sideline helping brett hundley since he suffered his injury how much do you think that will help a guy like brett hundley oh immensely um in my in my mind, I, I still characterize him as a uh, as a rookie. Uh, you know, I mean, sure he's been in the league for a few years, but you know, he hasn't seen game action or like significant game action because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's usually Aaron Rodgers is usually out there on the field playing. Um, and I don't think Hunley. I think he would agree with me. I, I don't think he would be in this situation had Aaron Rodgers not got injured. So I think having Aaron Rodgers on the sideline helps immensely for a quarterback that normally wouldn't see the field. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I see where you're going with that. And, and Mark, I'll go in this direction with a Brett Hundley question here. What, what do you think his ceiling is as a quarterback? 
you know, from what I've heard, I, I mean, he he does the right things. Um, as long as he has, a, as long as he's smart, you know, makes the right decisions on and off the field. I think I think the ceiling is high for him. And you know, in a few years, you never know. I, I mean, he could be one of the better quarterbacks as long as he practices well, makes the right decisions, and probably doesn't get in the doghouse of you know Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're hoping he won't be there either. Um, obviously, he's got to make significant progress from what he's had so far. But you know, I'm hopeful he will. Um, moving in a different direction here, Mark. Do you think there will be any ill will for the Packers facing a guy like T.J. Lang, who signed with the Lions in the off season, is a free agent leaving the Packers organization? You know, I don't think so. Um... I, I truly think T.J. Lang, I mean, it was a business decision. Uh, this is a business after all. Uh, um, in my mind, I, I think he just wanted to go home a little bit because I know he's from Michigan. Um, I know he played at Eastern Michigan, which is the school that I went to, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, so when, when I found out that he was going back to Michigan to play for uh, the Lions, I just felt that, you know, he just wanted to be closer to home. Um Sure, he played for the Packers for the last what quite quite a few years. I mean, he, he I know he played for quite a few years for the, the Packers. So, you know, I'm sure that they wanted to keep him, but uh, you know, it's it, it's hard to say. Um, I think there's probably going to be some boost from the from the Packer fans coming in to the uh, coming into this game. But you know, overall, I think I think on the field, I don't think there will be um, every. Every every player has a chance to either stay or go, and unfortunately, he decided to go. Yeah, I, I think it's a situation where maybe he's got to endure five seconds of booze when they announce the starting lineup, but other than that, that might be it. Um, another offensive line question for you, Mark. The, the Lions also signed former Packer Don Barclay just this past week. Do, do you think it's a situation where they're, they're going to be trying to get some inside information from him and even Lang as, as they face the Packers this week? Oh, that happens all the time. I, I would I wouldn't see why not why they why they wouldn't ask ask him you know anything that could help. I mean, in the NFL, I, I believe anything helps. I mean, if they, if he can help the team win and he knows the other team that they're playing against, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's it's strategy. Yeah, I I think it's it's probably uh, a question that doesn't even need to be asked. Perhaps in the NFL, <laughs> where any advantage helps. Um, uh, speaking of advantages, Mark, do, do you think the Packers will have an advantage in that they're coming off the bye and they'll be more well rested, rested, and perhaps even healthier? You know, maybe save Aaron Rodgers uh, against the the than the Lions. You know, I mean any. I think it gives them an extra week to, you know, prepare. Um, it gives them an extra week to, like you said, uh, to to get healthier, to stay. Um, but, you know, I, I think it will help them. Um, it's Like I said, it's, it's hard to tell in these situations simply because, you know, I mean, they're, they're off a week. They probably want to forget the last few weeks that they've lost. Uh, obviously, since Aaron Rodgers has left, uh, they haven't had the best of games, I would say. Um, 
and that's probably due to having Brett Hundley at quarterback. I mean, he's he's like I said, he's brand new. So you know, with him, if he can stay healthy, if they can stay healthier or get healthier, I, I think it, it betters their chances. Um, obviously, both teams want to win. Um, you know, so yeah. Well, Mark, what's your prediction for the game here before we let you go? Uh, you know, I think I think this is gonna I think this is gonna be an evenly matched game. Um, I want I really want to say the Packers win this game, but with having a new quarterback, uh, a younger quarterback, like I said, I characterize him as a rookie. I just think the Lions right now are the better team simply because they have a quarterback and in in this league if you don't have a quarterback it's really hard to win with without one yeah um, so i think the lions win this game but i think it's going to be close 28 21 sounds good i i see where you're going from it's the nfl where if you if you have an experienced veteran quarterback uh that is so huge um and, and did i see on social media mark you'll actually be at lambeau field for the game yeah, this is actually going to be my first ever time uh, going to a Packers game. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only going as a spectator, but uh, yeah, this may be my first game. Very cool. Well, enjoy the experience at Lambeau Field. It's, uh, it's a shrine as far as footballs go. And uh, thanks for joining us on the show today, and, and enjoy the game. Oh, thank you. All right, take care, Mark. Mark McMullen of the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in this Packers news segment and my commentary on it. We'll start with the news from back on Wednesday that the Packers released defensive lineman Ricky Jean Francois. And this, of course, was the second time they've done that this season. And this time, it wasn't because of an offensive line emergency like it was the first time around. The obvious conclusion that I think most people have come to by now is that they're making room for rookie outside linebacker Vince Beagle, who is eligible to be activated from the physically unable to perform list. You know, he, he's been practicing since before the bye, and while nothing has been made official yet as, as far as the Packers activating Beagle, it, it looks to be a mere formality and, and probably just making sure that he doesn't re-injure himself this week during practice. So, yes, I, I would expect Beagle is on the 53-man roster um, although I think all fans should temper their expectations, I, I'm I very I think he'll be active on the 46 man game day active roster. Uh, I'm sure if he is, he will have a role on special teams. But the Packers are notoriously conservative with their rookies and ease them into action. I, I mean, look how good. Aaron Jones was uh, as a rookie and first of all you know he wasn't even active at all week one of the season in weeks two and three he was active but I don't think he played a snap of offense he played some special teams 
And then finally, week four, you know, he starts to get a few carries. After that, it builds and it starts getting more and more. And so that I think that's what they do with Beagle here. He'll be active. He'll play on special teams. I'm sure if he's active just because they're kind of injured at the outside linebacker situation. Uh, you know, Admat Brooks has been out for several weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, Nick Perry's dealing with a hand injury. You know, they're going to rotate their outside linebackers. And Vince Beagle will get an opportunity to get his feet wet on defense. But don't expect him to be out there a ton. You know, he he's not going to put up huge snack, snap sack numbers or snap numbers uh, just because he's he's not going to be out on the field that often. I, I, this week, you know, it, it could grow as time goes on. Um, so, uh, you know, I everybody out there is rooting for the, the, the kid from Wisconsin, and, and understandably so. Just, just temper the expectations and know that his role will probably grow a, as the weeks go on. Um, the thing that's flying under the radar here, though, and the reason the Packers were probably comfortable in releasing Ricky Jean Francois is, you know, not just because of Vince Beagle, but here they do they they have an injury to another defensive lineman, uh, Quentin Dial, who hasn't practiced this week yet. Uh, there's still time. Uh, so you you kind of wonder like wow what, hard to believe that they released Francois um, Jean Francois you know what while they've got an injury but I think you can look at this through the lens as well is that I think the Packers are finally here at the point where Montrevious Adams is getting ready to contribute and, and and has been now for several weeks you know he's been on the Packers roster since week one when they. They had to make that decision. You, you know, they didn't want to place him on injured reserve and, and have him be out for eight weeks. But, you, you know, his role is basically, he's played in one game. Either, you know, he's been on the 53-man roster, but he's been frequently on that, you know, part of those seven inactives the Packers have to have every game day. Uh, while they, you know, kind of relied on a veteran like Ricky Jean Francois in the interim. Uh, that's allowed Montrevious Adams to develop. It's allowed him to get healthy. And I think they're at the point here where he can start playing a bigger role. Obviously, same thing here. He's not going to play huge snap numbers because, you know, Kenny Clark and uh, Mike Daniels are going to take the bulk of them. But you just start getting his feet wet. He starts having more snaps than he's ever had before on defense. He he might have uh, start off with a half dozen of them. He might start off with 10 of them. A- and then it just keeps growing. But you hope that, you know, Ricky Jean-Francois didn't play a ton of snaps. I, I think if I saw correctly, he played 60 snaps in, in six games, basically an average of 10 snaps a game. And that's what Montrevious Adams might be starting off with on defense. He too might have a role on special teams. Um, but, it, you know, he'll start off with a small number of snaps on defense. And, and hopefully you just see a little more juice from him than you saw from Ricky Jean Francois. And I think that's why the Packers made the move because they see that. They see he's capable of that. You know, maybe he can get a pressure there in his, his handful of snaps. 
that he plays. And, and it snowballs and it builds and, and he gets better. Um, so I, I think we're looking at bigger roles here finally from a pair of rookies, uh, all basically uh, made out of one roster move in the Packers releasing Ricky Jean Francois for a second time. As for Ran- Francois, I, I'm guessing this is the fi- you know uh, the final time we'll see him uh, this season, unless somehow the Packers suffer another injury on the defensive line. Uh, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully they don't. But if they did, I, I suppose they they'd probably be open to bringing him back. They brought him back once already, uh, just as long as he doesn't sign somewhere else, uh, because uh, Jean Francois may do that after being released a second time and may not have as much patience with the Packers anymore. Uh, definitely seeing as they're trying to, you know, so uh, basically that this is a good point to to ease into an, our next conversation here about the other news this week about uh, Jason Spriggs practicing officially for the first time on Thursday, uh, which means, uh, and the Packers announce, that he will be the player activated uh, from injured reserve. The first the first of two moves the Packers can make. Um, they haven't activated him yet because I, I don't think he's even eligible to play this week. Um, and, and I may have you know, said that incorrectly the last podcast we had. He can practice this week, but I don't think he's eligible to play until next week. Um, as they, you know, the the injured rules state that a player can practice after six, play after eight, and, and that's where Jason Spriggs is right now. Where you know they they ease him back into action as well. Um, but but it's official, and, and and I don't think this should come as any surprise. You know, uh, there are other guys who the Packers could have waited on uh, to activate off injured reserve. Uh, Kyle Murphy, Quentin Rollins, but the Packers weren't going to wait for those guys that, you know, they were placed on injured reserve later than Jason Spriggs. So they just have to wait longer. And and I think by now, you know, Jason Spriggs has basically been out two months and that, you know, that hamstring injury, anybody who's been out for two months, that hamstring injury should put them you know, close, if if not 100%, you're, you're getting pretty close by now. You're in the 98, 99 range, and maybe even, you know, with one week of practice under his belt, maybe by the time next week rolls around when he's, you know, have to play in a game, that he'll be nearly 100% once again. Um, so, um, you know, that, that getting back to the Ricky Jean Francois thing is, you know, the Packers too are going to have to make another roster move um, to 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 in order to activate Springs officially. And I think you know by next week they they'll they'll release an offensive lineman. You know they added these guys when when they were in dire straits on the offensive line. Uh, they added you know Ulrich John um, and they ad- activated Adam Pankey to the 53 man roster. I-, I think one of those guys, uh, the Packers will release and, and maybe they go back to the practice squad or something like that. Uh, but it- it's just, you know, more difficult for them to re add a-, a guy like Ricky Jean Francois. So, uh, because of all these other moves the Packers have to make here. So yeah, uh, I- not a surprise here that Spriggs is the guy who um, 
that the Packers are, are going to activate, as, as we talked about last week as well, and uh, very likely saving the other injured reserve for Aaron Rodgers, or, or you know maybe if it turns out he's done for the season, uh, we could potentially see you know uh, Kyle Murphy, Quentin Rollins, you know later in the season. Uh, but the Packers probably going to wait on that for quite a while yet and try to get by in the interim. One more piece of news uh, that came out Thursday as the Packers released their first injury report of the week. Um, a little bit of a surprise, a surprise name on there, seeing Martellus Bennett, uh, who surprisingly has a shoulder injury, and I'm making an assumption here that this had nothing to do with his decision to retire, uh, but all of a sudden, why a shoulder injury now after a bye week? And, you know, we, we haven't really gotten the story yet other than we've seen him on the injury report, but he hasn't talked to the media about this. Uh, he very, very briefly talked about his retirement in just a passing comment uh, to the media. Um, but, it, you know, with I, I think, you know, something that could have happened here is, is that maybe Martellus Bennett got injured in the last Packers game, the Saints game played through it and the Packers haven't had to release an injury report since then so maybe just now he he's on it and and he didn't practice on Thursday that that doesn't mean he's out for the game uh they have another opportunity to practice today they'll practice Sunday the day before the game again so there's still time so if it's not a, a not a major injury uh we still could continue to see Martellus Bennett yeah but that was kind of just came out of the blue uh, on on Thursday to say the least so that's where we're at with the Packers and you know the the guys who didn't practice at all in addition to Martellus Bennett weren't a surprise we had we had seen the report when the Packers came back from the guy guys like Quentin Dial Ahmad Brooks still out still not practicing uh, but you know again time here potentially for them still to return uh, because the Packers play on Monday night football. Uh, and uh, that'll lead us here into our next discussion. The day ahead. Because the Green Bay Packers play on Monday night football instead of the typical Sunday, Friday is like Thursday during the week of preparation. So the team will be hitting the practice field today. You know, typically Fridays are a, a day off for the Green Bay Packers. They, they, you know, if it's a Sunday game, they don't practice on Fridays. They, they, they hold meetings. Uh, they, they, they do rehab things like that. It, it, it's not as if the players aren't, you know, at the facility. They're not preparing things like that. They're there, um, but everything's shifted a day back basically so the team will be hitting the practice field today and so Mike McCarthy as well will be holding his typical pre-practice press conference on Friday that'll happen at 10:30 a.m central time and then following practice it's going to be a coordinator press conference press conference day so Edgar Bennett Dom Capers uh um Ron Zook they'll they'll all be meeting the media this time at 4:40 p.m. central time and and all these press conferences Mike McCarthy and the coordinators all going to be streamed live 
at uh, Packers.com. And, and then the team will release its injury report uh, on Friday as well, another, seeing as they do practice. And uh, we're going to see where the status of these guys are who did not practice on uh, on Thursday, guys like Martellus Ben. And uh, I'll give you the, the full list here of the guys who did not practice on Thursday, guys that we're looking forward to getting back out here potentially perhaps. So in addition to Martellus Bennett, we've got safety Kentrell Bryce, linebacker Ahmad Brooks, defensive lineman Quinton Dial, and linebacker Joe Thomas. So heavy on the defensive side of the football, guys who despite having that week off have still are still not ready to return yet. Um, and, and you got to think that these guys, you, you know, will be close to returning. I I'm, can't sit here and guarantee that they're going to be ready in time for Monday. Maybe the Packers play it safe. They give them one more week off because, you know, they got to look at it like, hey, we got to have seven guys inactive anyway. Might as well not take a chance. Um, and, and they'll be one of the inactives. And, and then they'll try to return for the upcoming Bears game perhaps and and the Packers could look at it like that so that's one way to look at it uh but uh fingers crossed uh that they'll be ready to return and uh join the guys who have returned uh this week uh who are practicing even though they're injured you you know guys like David Bakhtiari and uh uh, Ty Montgomery, Nick Perry, guys who have been dealing with injuries, but they they did practice. They're they're listed on the injury report from Thursday, and uh, hopefully they'll be in even better shape on Friday. And, and there was one more surprise injury list here too. Addition uh, on Thursday, and that was long snap long snapper Tabor Pepper. Um, he has a foot injury. Uh, we're hoping this is rather minor because we don't want the Packers to have to make a roster move at the long snapper position uh, just days before a game, seeing as they've already been through a few this season already, um, and they'll be able to do that. So fingers crossed for uh, Tabor Pepper that he'll be able to stay healthy and, and get better as time goes on because his first game in a Packers uniform, you know, the, the big news was that his timing was off with the 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 field goal you know process from the snap to the hold to the kick with Mason Crosby uh so he's been better since that first game and hopefully he just continues to get better and and injury doesn't impact that at all but that's going to do it folks for today's episode of Railbird Central thank you everybody so much for joining us today and looking at where the Packers are at before they play their upcoming game against the Detroit Lions. I'm not making a game prediction here, as I usually do on a Friday episode of Railbird Central, because the Packers still have to play on Monday. We're going to have another episode yet previewing the game uh, on Monday morning before they play on Monday night. So we'll talk to you then. Uh, But thanks to Mark McMullen of the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen for being our guest on today's show. And helping us talk about the Packers and the Lions. And uh, we'll see you three more days from now as we return on Monday for our next episode of Railbird Central, uh, which typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. 
On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Kiruvu. We'll see you later, folks. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you in uh, just uh, a few days. I leave you today with a song called Different Light by Steve Winwood on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go Pack Go. Go.